0: A moment! Dirk Gently, Holy Stick Detective Agents. Hello. Mr. Gently is. Uh, uh, moment, I read you. In a meeting or abroad or dead if you really have to get rid of them.
1: Listen, this is Mr. Gently. It occurs to me that the client I'm seeing this morning may object to me being six hours late for our appointment, in which case I may not get paid, which means I can't afford a new fridge. So, if you find a moment between painting your nails and running up my phone bill, please start cleaning the old one. I'm losing my enthusiasm for tea made with green milk.
0: Oh, okay. I clean.
1: I know it's been months since either of us have done it, but that can't be helped.
0: You promise you buy me new marigolds? If
1: you start on the fridge.
0: Okay, okay, I'm doing it. Listen, door open, you hear it? Light come on. Ah! <coughs> <coughs>
2: Elena? Elina! Oh, the length she will go to.
3: Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul by Douglas Adams. Mr. Gently, D.S. Jokes is looking for you.
1: Pray God I am not too soon, Constable, uh. Constable Luke. This way, sir. You recognise me? Hmm. From the description. One that would also account for the smirk on your face. So, Jokes is still settling old scores.
3: You do look like
1: one of the fat Doctor Whos. Who? Déjà vu. Finished? Oh, yes. Uh, Find somewhere to park, okay, sir? I didn't drive. I find it a singularly expensive way of getting lost. That may be due to my unerring faith in Zen navigation. I find a car that looks as if it knows where it's going and follow that results yield more surprise than success, but worth it for the few occasions when they coincide. Ah, that explains it then. We sent Big Bob the Finder to find you. Clearly he didn't. I was only two streets away.
3: Only when Big Bob the Finder brings people in, they tend to look a bit more found. Just about able to help us with inquiries, but uh, that's about all. Uh, Jilks is down in
1: the basement, and I warn you,
3: it's not a pretty sight.
1: I know. We've met before.
4: <coughs>
1: Officer,
5: where is the detective superintendent?
4: I, uh, I...
5: I'm here.
2: He's... <coughs> he's...
5: Come on, lad, don't stand around gazing at your breakfast like a thunderstruck. What do you call those things that aren't seals? Big blubbery. You do gongs. Go and get some air.
4: thank you, sir.
5: <coughs> Gently. I hate the fact that this case has got you mixed up in it. Now tell me what you've got to do with it so I know exactly what it is I'm hating. For a start, why has that uh, man in the room behind me got your name and number on an envelope full of money? How much... uh, how much you must miss the Fens? I'm surprised you find North London dank enough. Three hundred pounds. I didn't ask. And I don't need to be holistic to read the mind of a con artist masquerading as a detective. Perhaps you'll allow me to speak to my client. Oh, your client. Oh, yes. Oh, oh all right, yes, I'll be interested to hear what he has to say. Come Here's your client. Gently fire away, get stuck in, give him a good grilling. Oh, my hat. And look at this music off vinyl disc. Clearly a bit of an audio purist. Most of him seems to be seated in the optimal listening position. About twice as far back from the speakers as they are apart, yes. Of course, the audio experience would be enhanced if his head was still on his shoulders and not on the turntable with the pickup arm bouncing off it. I turned it off, but we haven't dusted for prints yet. Oh, have we, Smithers? Uh, no, not that I'm finding any. Well, keep at it, lad. <laughs> the head. He looks so surprised, reproachful, jocular. Was there a particular service you were engaged to provide for your client? Oh, just a small matter. Long since delivered. Uh, Look, I can see you're busy. I'll just collect my fee and be off. Feeling a bit faint. Uh, Is there any water? Smithers, have you dusted this jug?
4: Yeah, it's clean, Uh, but not the... uh,
5: Here you are, gently. glass. Yeah. Better? Wetter. You know, these smart Alex show-off suicides really are tiresome. They only do it to annoy. Suicide? Basement room. Window secured with iron bars, door locked from the inside with the key still in the lock, furniture piled against the inside of the door, French windows to the patio mortise locked. No sign of a tunnel? If it was murder then the killer did a damn fine glazing job on the way out. No, nobody's left this room and nobody's broken into it, except for us. And I'm pretty sure we didn't do it. Lads?
6: Uh,
1: Mm, So, at this point, you'd rule out a goblin carrying a contract signed in blood and a green-eyed, furry, scythe-wielding giant. Sorry, this is
5: helpful how, exactly? Nothing. Just entertaining the poor man's delusions. Mentally unbalanced as well, was he? Right. Obvious suicide. I've half a mind to slap an asbo on the deceased for wasting police time. Oh, talking of which... Tell you uh, what, Sherlock. You've got ten minutes. Have a poke round the house if you come up with a plausible explanation of how he did it that I can put in my report. I'll let you keep the evidence in the envelope, minus 20% compensation for the emotional wear and tear involved in not punching you in the mouth. How could I refuse? I suggest you start outside on the patio. If all else fails, cuff yourself to the railings and beat a confession out of yourself, only we've got paperwork to do.
4: Yes, everything must go at a world of giants monster sale. This warm, hungry, frost giant, 30% off. These bronze Veneer, sworn enemies of the warriors of the sacred flame of Asgard, slashed. 50% off this six-headed giant son of Ymir. And buy one, get one free on all fire demons. World of fire and ice, giant sale. Isfah, spooky snacks, bank holiday at Jottenheim, Alfheim, Sputtle, Farheim and
7: Furrag Lakeside. Just like a goblin. I woke up to find him in the ward with a gurney, saying he was transferring Mr. Thor to the specialist facility, along with the eagle, and the soft drinks machine. Yes, which is precisely why we don't think it's a good idea you discharge yourself right now. He also said he was Nurse Sally Mills. But that's me. Thought so. And you're wearing the name tag. Do you know what happened to Mr. Thor? Well, I can tell you Mr. Thor has gone to Woodshead. He'll be well looked after. What's Woodshead? It's a clinic. Very expensive and even more exclusive. Must have shares in Booper. Uh-huh. Can I go now? Not a good idea if you were seeing things. I was on duty all night, and trust me, love, no goblins. Mind you, I could have missed one. We were all helping in A&E, bandaging up you lot from the Heathrow incident. What happened? No idea. I was just trying to get on the flight to Oslo. This Thor guy was arguing with the check-in girl. He wanted to fly to Norway with a hammer as hand luggage. I liked him. A rich Scandinavian roofer. Nice. <laughs> he needed a ticket. I was in a hurry, so I offered to lend him the fare. Then it turned out he had no passport either. And all of a sudden... Boom. An explosion. Or a lightning strike. Indoors. It's a big building. Maybe it has its own microclimate. Or they skimped on the wiring. Uh, thank goodness no one was hurt. Really? Apart from the check-in girl who disappeared. She probably wandered off in a daze. People do. Look, i leave the lunch menu. Take your choices. Uh, can I get a pizza? Not without a healthy eating policy. In that case, I'll wander off in a daze, too. I feel fine now. No penguins. Penguins. I was having some weird dreams. In one of them, I was surrounded with old cabin trunks. A few were kind of interesting, filled with past memories but 90% were full of penguins. <laughs> you find some odd things when you start exploring the subconscious. <laughs> they say humans only use a tenth of their brains and that no one knows what the other nine tenths are for. They're used for storing penguins. it <laughs> in the locker, I'll get the release forms. <laughs> Sally, where's Woodshead?
2: You know, it would be very hard to convince men, oh God, that the three foot goblin could drag Thor God of Thunder. And the canned drink machine. Yeah. Ah, up six flights of stairs. But here I am doing the impossible again. <laughs> uh, it's a miracle I keep my good looks. Oslo. I must fly to Oslo. Backwards and forwards it's been all night. First the hospital affects you. Then I lose that bloody eagle that seems to follow you everywhere. Then sorting out that fool who didn't settle the record company account. Now, finding somewhere derelict enough to hold you. And I have to report to your father by noon. You have really peed Odin off this time.
1: Put my hammer in the overhead locker.
2: Right. Now, some light on the subject. Of course no bulb. Smash that for the rest of the warehouse. Ooh, if there's power still on in a socket, we can plug in the machine. Perfect. Select your drink from the display above. And what a tantalizing display it is, too, my dear. Help. I am cold and stiff, and I have 68 cans of cola rammed up my bottom. You're under a curse. You'll have to ask Thor to lift it after I've nailed into the floor.
1: All right, is that you?
2: No, it's Ulrika Johnson. No. Oh. Hang on. You have to be kidding. Yeah. Thor, how can I nail you to the floor if you're wearing chainmail underwear? Damn it! Ow, lay off. Shut up, or I'll shake you till your cans explode. Right, now what was plan B? Oh yeah, make plan A work. Oh, I've got something in the van that might do it. Paging Mr. Gently. Paging Mr. Gently. I need...
1: Help. There's got to be someone to blame for this, other than me. If I had to feel guilty about everything I'm blamed for, I'd never get out of bed in the morning. And as I don't, I'll take the point as proved. Sir? Oh, Constable, tell DS Jokes I'll be in the garden. Just need some air. Oh, right, sir. And who doesn't? Obviously, you don't answer, wherever you are. When you were alive, I had the feeling there was a lot you needed to tell me. Now you're dead, and I'm getting it stronger than ever. Okay, you claimed you were pursued by a goblin waving a contract and a hairy, green-eyed monster armed with a scythe. Could anyone else see them? No. What was in the contract? We don't know. I told you it was a delusion. You wanted to believe me. When you asked me here this morning, did you know this was going to happen? I'm not taking the blame. Well, I am, but I'm not taking the blame and thinking clearly about it. I blame you, Hensley. you and this house of yours and your neatly hoovered patio and your poncy sundials standing in the shadow and your neatly painted windows, all those hideously trim roofs and inquisitive neighbors staring at me just because I happen to be talking to myself.
8: I didn't know red hats were Metropolitan Police issue. Are you the community support board? Hello. Here, through the hedge. Could you ask one of your superiors, and you must have lots of them, if they can do something about that dreadful row? That record's been stuck since seven this morning.
1: Hmm. Oh. Might I inquire as to your name?
8: Might I see your warrant card first?
1: I'm not a policeman, dear lady, but I have a card.
8: Holistic Detective Agency. What does that mean?
1: It means that my choice of headgear is my own affair. And
8: you are? A Cynthia Draycott. My husband and I live next door. You appear to have commandeered Geoffrey's house for an extremely dull party. Couldn't you hire a DJ with more than one record? And did you have to invite half the local constabulary?
1: Mrs. Draycott, can you please tell me when you last saw the deceased?
8: The deceased what?
1: The deceased Mr. Anstey.
8: Oh, he's dead. When?
1: For the foreseeable future. You don't seem very surprised.
8: Do they have any idea what time he died?
1: Seven this morning. Given the circumstances, I suggest you furnish D.S. jokes with a statement before he sends Big Bob the Finder for you.
8: Yes. Right. Simon, would you prefer salmon for lunch?
1: Very odd, if you ask me. Oh, Constable Luke. Spooky, almost. Well, she seemed remarkably calm. Probably escaped from the zoo. I beg your pardon? Up there. Golden eagle, I'd say. That tiny dot. <laughs> They all look like seagulls to me. Unless they're pecking the top of my milk bottle. Right. D.S. Jilk says he's given you ten minutes to poke around the house. And I'm here to hold your hand while you're at it. So, shall we? You mean he wants you to make sure I don't disturb any potential evidence? Exactly. Then you can let go of my hand. Ah, right you. Sorry. you. <laughs>
6: I expressly ordered quilted tissue in the bathroom, Sister Bailey. Not super soft. Quilted in white. Mr. Odin, you are using the nurse's bathroom. You question the wisdom of the father of the warrior gods of Asgard?
0: Only his sense of direction. Father of the gods indeed. Well, if you
6: are, I'm the King of Offaly. Foolish mortal. The shock of discovering that everything the human race has ever chosen to believe in is true, or that it continues to be true long after their need for it to be true is over, would probably kill you. And I need you, Sister Bailey. I need crisp white linen, smelling of new mown hay, soft pillows under my head, scented soap, quilted toilet tissue. The father of the gods has earned a retirement of pristine clinical purity ministered upon him by his handmaidens, particularly the fat
0: ones. Sure, and your scrawny old rear end is going to get a tannin from this handsomely proportioned handmaiden if it isn't back in this bed in two ticks. Look, freshly made, clean sheets, everything just as you like it. Is it well tucked? It is very well tucked. And neatly turned? Turned very neatly. Indeed, Mr. Odin, I supervised the bed-making
6: myself. I'm glad of that, Sister Bailey, very glad. You have a fine eye for a crisply turned fold. It alarms me to think what I shall do without you. Well, I'm not about to go anywhere, Mr. Odin. Uh, but you won't last forever, huh, Sister Bailey?
0: Sure, and none of us last forever. Now, in your pop, and that's enough of your malarkey.
6: <sighs>
0: oh. You're
6: Irish, aren't you, Sister Bailey?
0: Whatever gave you that idea?
6: I met an Irishman once. Won't do that again. Finn something. Told me a lot of stuff about the place I didn't need to know. Never once mentioned the linen. Still, I know now.
0: Ah. Oh, there we go.
6: Mm. Clean. Lightly starched, Irish linen, pressed, folded, tucked, as white as a Nordic thigh. How could I ever have cared for anything else? And you'll be loving to sleep in it, so you will.
0: Sure, I've never known a Wood's patient to love his sleep like you do. Oh,
6: merely resting overnight is not taking the business seriously, Sister Bailey. It doesn't even half approach enough. I slept through the whole of 1946 and didn't miss it. Has my personal assistant returned
0: yet? No, he hasn't. Um... Mr. Oden, not being a taxi driver, I cannot tell you exactly what it is I do not like about Mr. Rag, but his eyes are awful shifty. I don't mind him being short and hairy, but he makes me jump, and he's got a filthy mouth on him. I strongly suspect him of making unspeakable suggestions to my nurses during their tea breaks. He
6: is of great use to me. He attends to my affairs. If you had read today's newspaper, you would understand.
0: Mm. The electrical problem at Heathrow?
6: Considerably more than an electrical problem for me, sister, which is why Mr. Ragg is so useful. My son is the god of thunder, and frankly acts like it at the most inappropriate times. Of course he does now. I have to consider calmly what to do about Thor. And having returned from the right place for a good think, I now need to hear what's been done to discipline the lad. As soon as Mr. Rag returns, kindly send him to me.
0: I will now but it'll be under protest. Mucky little devil, my nice clean ward.
3: Doesn't seem to be much upstairs to explain why our friend in the basement would commit suicide, Mr Gently. You don't
1: seriously think Anstey beheaded himself?
3: (sighs) DS Jilks thinks so, and he's not a man to contradict. Not if you're up against him in the Divisional Snooker Championship next week. He can get vicious with that cue chalk.
1: (laughs) Master Bedroom? What a soul delivered safely to the... Outside radio still playing, all very tasteful. But you notice the definite absence of anything feminine, the feeling that socks and used razors are beginning to gather the place into their grip. Dead on time. Ah, en sweet bathroom, the opulence of unearned wealth. Obligatory gold disc on the wall goes nicely with the taps. Was Amstead connected with the music business? Yes. Now, this is interesting. The record is Hot Potato by Pugilism and the Third Autistic Cuckoo. Hey! Same as on the turntable downstairs. But without the late Mr. Anstey's head revolving in its centre. Hmm. He used the expression to me. Said he'd picked something up that he should have passed on like a hot potato. Well, that's the lyrics, see? Apparently so. For some reason, he thought I wasn't the sort to sell my soul to rock and roll. Ah, must get some glasses. Can't read this print. But uh, if, if the frame's not actually screwed to the... Uh, uh, oh, uh, did this fall out of it? Oh, the envelope? Uh, no, from my pocket. Oh, uh, there you go then. Cool. So, who's credited with writing this? Paynton, Mulville, Anstey and... Richard McDuff? Is there somebody upstairs? Well, haven't you checked? Well, it's a long way up from the basement. They put a man on the moon 40 years ago, you know. <clears throat> Hello? Hello? Shhh! Oh! Seems to be a child watching the TV. Yes, that is who I was talking to. Ourselves having exchanged pleasantries earlier. Hello! Little boy! Shut up! Lucifer, How amusingly modern to show contempt without wasting
4: time pit. on a greeting. Uh you well, should be as careful as at this point, Mr. The entire Gently. Entire the Met has strict routines when a dealing a with minors. Cool
2: now, uh, what's all this then, sonny?
0: And, and, and uh, you can duck duck shut up, windbag. On
1: the other hand, we let jokes handle it. We can't have a child deliberately and maliciously watching television. Who turned off the air Young man, your father has Hades. been decapitated. Uh, Look, can we turn this off for a minute?
0: I if am so watching.
1: The adverts are on. Hades, I could really fall for this.
4: Here, the hearts for Hades, the demon drink.
1: Look, uh, I know this is a difficult and distressing time for you. And you bloody well should too. <laughs>
8: Watching that!
1: Not anymore. You're going to pay me the simple human courtesy a... of.
8: Oh. Oh. Mm. Now go away! Oh.
1: Oh. 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 Nice head, but mind. Dice? Uh. My nose is bleeding, you dickwit. The belligerent
4: little. Hopes are fading for Janice Pierce, the missing Heathrow check in assistant, following yesterday's incident Please. at Terminal 5. Miss Pierce. Meanwhile, insurance companies have come under fire for describing the explosion as an act of God.
1: Act of Good God? Oh, God! Would be hanging about trying to catch the flight to Oatland. Oh, hey, boy, I was watching that. that. No, young man. How would you
2: like to come and play with my squad car? Hey, eh? out! Oh! oh, oh, you little dastard! Oh, oh, oh look at that! Oh. Go away and leave me alone. Oh, I'm bleeding. Oh!
1: This fierce Bessie. Dead for work, yes. Looking vacant, always. But
2: Bessie? Never mind, eh? Let's go downstairs and send Dig Dog to find her for the boy. Dig Dog to find
4: her? He didn't take kindly to her that's... Big Dog. Turds very far let That good.
7: Kate checked? Oh, Jean Philippe. You are in Oslo. I know I am, but I just couldn't get away. No! No, look, listen, I'm not a superstitious person, but all the way to Heathrow yesterday, I wasn't at all sure I should be coming over. And then there was an explosion or something like one. No, I'm fine now, but I met somebody. Yes, a man. Oh, don't be silly. A Norwegian called Thor. He just seemed so sad, as if it was all too much to deal with. Okay, okay, all Norwegians look alike, ha, ha, ha. Oh, Jean-Philippe, I'd love to, but not today. Whoever this Thor person is, he has got some very weird friends, and he's been taken to a clinic that doesn't appear on any websites, called Woodshead. Yes, I'm smelling a story. I am still a journalist, you know. I am driving there now. Excuse me? Simple. Phoned up and booked an interview. Hello? Jean-Philippe, hello? (sighs) Oh well.
8: You'll never get the blood out of this carpet.
5: You say you knew the deceased, Mrs. Draycott? Beyond the occasional cheese and wine party, or whatever one does in Islington when it's not bingo night? What's bingo? Oh,
8: Simon Shush. Yes, Detective Superintendent Jukes, we were partners in the record company Geoffrey worked for. ARG. Oh, sorry, was that your foot? No, ARG was the record company's name.
6: Here is
5: Rising Record Group Holdings. <sighs> I guess you had to be there. Luckily I was needed elsewhere. Uh, Super, is Big Bob the finder back yet? Outside. Got a little job for him. Bob? Sir, Mr. Draycott, you're both in the record business. I trained as a
1: lawyer, but my wife and I now run an advertising agency for our sins. I think I may know your work. I've just had the dubious pleasure of watching Satan advertise a fizzy drink.
8: Oh yes, Hades, that's one of our campaign's huge success.
1: I look forward to your future enterprises. What do you think? Bacchus flogging hangover cures? Buddha on a stairlift? Or Odin and the Norse gods sponsoring some beer, which sounds Scandinavian, but is actually sugar-flavoured water from Wolverhampton? Who have you been talking to? It's just my depressingly accurate knack for making wild predictions. Must come in handy if you can predict a few winners on the horses. That's
5: the depressing part. I can't.
8: Uh, Detective Superintendent, if you won't be needing us, we do have urgent calls to make. Oh, of
5: course. I'll be in touch if I need a statement. Uh,
8: Goodbye, Mr... Gently. Gently.
5: Dirk Jentle.
8: Oh yes, the man in the red hat. How nice that you've got a matching nose now.
5: Gentlemen, gently. Why is your nose
1: bleeding? Yeah. The same reason that Big Bob's is, I expect.
5: Trying to turn off a television set. Uh, Jenkins, try to clean the blood up. Don't just rearrange it. Sorry, sir. Detective Superintendent Jokes. Do you not think that
1: Mr. and Mrs. Draycott are remarkably sanguine for two people whose close neighbour and former colleague died horribly this morning? No. Fair enough. And you still think that Anstey topped himself? Literally. All right, then. This suicide theory, I like it. It works for me. It's over-engineered, but I think I see how the clever bastard pulled it off. Bring me pen, bring me paper. Smithers, humour him. Now, let's say the angle-poised lamp started at this angle, pushing back the light fitting so that it is precisely 45 degrees to the vertical, and assuming those curtains are weighted, anyone check?
5: See mm-hmm.
1: Provided the turntable is Japanese, which we know to be the case given some very precise timing, that is how he did it.
5: Knew it. Obvious when you draw it like that. Well, it should keep your forensic chaps happy. What do you say, forensic caps? The coroner will love this. He'll have him back on the golf course before lunch. Unless, 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 he too is
1: still intrigued by the notion that the deceased had entered into a diabolical contract with
5: some supernatural agency for which payment has now been exacted. Are you trying to bring on another nosebleed? Because we're all willing to help. I'm serious. Does anything feel to you strange about this house? Like what? Almost as if something horrifying in her suit is hiding behind one of the molecules in this very room. If you're looking to be sectioned gently, I can have it done, you know. Rank still hath its little sick pleasures. All I'm saying is that something about all this disturbs my eighth sense. And you would have eight. Eleven at the last count. And I can tell you, this house is completely soulless. Then, so are the Dracods. Decent types, I thought. Rather made me wish I still carried a truncheon.
6: Ask him what in the hell he thought he was doing.
8: What in hell did you think you were doing? I was
2: collecting on an outstanding
8: debt, Mrs Draycott.
2: Now it is settled. Give me the phone.
1: Do you realise that somebody died this morning?
2: It was very inconvenient. You didn't care who carried the can for defaulting on payment, as long as you could pass on the debt. Smart of you to spot the risk. Just remember that this time, I'm not messing around with Rackle Company debts. I've brought you Odin, father of the warrior gods of Asgard. You can use him to advertise any old rubbish that will pay big money. But this time, you'll pay me up front.
0: To rag out. <laughs> Mr. Rag, would you look at those filthy hairy socks on my corridor floor? I am not
2: wearing socks, Sister Bailey be, be Jesus. Where's me tin whistle
0: so I can play ya jig? <laughs> what in heaven's... Di- is it a hypodermic syringe you're using as a flute now? Ah, uh, go on.
2: Give us a kiss, you fine, sturdy blot of a woman, yeah. Come on, baby, like my bull. Oh, get your paws off me. As if I go near a nursing sister wearing a filthy pinny like that. My pinny is perfectly clean. <sighs> oh! Not now it isn't.
0: <laughs> Why?
2: You little egg? Come in and report. Get into Mr. Ogden's room quickly! Your man is waiting on you. That's me. Always in demand!
6: And leave your libido outside.
4: Oh! I don't want it! Paper! City prices! Terminal 5 freak weather incident! Pictures! Paper love! Lottery winners! Bigs? Oh, you're all right, Mr. Chi don't like the look of that nose. You'd like the feel of it even less. Now,
1: today's paper... PAPER! I expect you'll be wanting to pay for that today. You and your expectations. May I recommend to you serenity? A life that is burdened with expectations is a heavy one. Its fruit is sorrow, ripe with the worm of disappointment. Learn to be one with the joy of the moment. PAPER! Indeed I have, Gov.
4: And? The moment passed. So. As you seem so reluctant to part with actual cash, I've decided to tell you what you need to know and allow me to achieve my own enlightenment by selling PAPERS! I hope you're taking notes. I'm only gonna say this once. Pardon? I said I'm only gonna... Uh, check-in girl still missing at Heathrow. Uh, interested in the football? Is there a connection? Well, all our best players arrive there. Go on. Uh, that missing fighter pilot Widow won the rollover last night. 20 million. Beats life insurance, eh? Good grief. And last but not first, your stars by the great Gonzo. Zaganza. You still reckon he's got a vent at you against you? What does it say? Uh, everything you decide today will be
1: wrong. In that case, yes. So what are you going to do? I'll tell you tomorrow. Thanks for the paper. Fifty pence. Of course. Can I use your pen? I don't know. Can you? Thank you. Here's the corner with the price on. I write I owe you above it. There yours. I'll put it with the others. Whatever gives you the greatest joy, I would have you put it nowhere less. For now, farewell. Uh-uh, Mr G, are you planning on returning the pen? I certainly am. For the moment, higher purposes call it. Remember the joy, Bates. Duck! Gently! It's Duh! Get off, you...
4: Ah. Ah, get away! Ah. Ah. you all right, Duck? That was a seagull. Eagle? Oh. You don't get scratches like that from web feet. Oh, I don't like the look of that nose slightly less now.
3: In Episode 2 of The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul by Douglas Adams, Harry Enfield played Dirk Gently and Laurel Lefko was Kate. Peter Davison and Jan Ravens were Simon and Cynthia Draycott, Jim Carter was Jilks and Olivia Colman was The Drinks Machine. Rupert Degas played Thor, Michael Roberts was Toe Rag, and Stephen Moore was Odin. Sally Grace played Eleanor and Sister Bailey, Wayne Forrester was Constable Luke, Banks played Nurse Sally Mills, and John Glover was Bates. The announcer was John Marsh. The executive producer was Sean Ed William, the production manager was Rebecca Pinfield, and the production assistant, Lisa Mayer. The recording was by Paul Dealey, and the live effects by Alison McKenzie. The programme was dramatised by Dirk Maggs with John Langdon. It was produced by Joe Wheeler and the director, Dirk Maggs, and was an above-the-title production for BBC Audiobooks.